second Mishnah of the third parak of Avos quotes two statements in the name of two Rebbe Chaninas that don't seem to be connected to each other in any way. The question is whether they're here and together just because of the name. I believe if you look carefully at the two statements, you see three words that connect between them. Those three words are Ish et Re'ehu. We're dealing here with the relationship between people, between friends, between countrymen, between comrades. On the one hand, there's a danger that people can swallow each other alive. As much as we hope for mutual respect, without the king, without the authority that uh, who both fear, there's a danger that people will swallow each other alive. And that's why Rabbi Hanin Eskana Kohanim encourages us to pray for the peace of the authority of the Malchus. <coughs> we find these same three words as part of the statement of Rav Hanania ben Tradion, Hanina ben Tradion, Hanania ben Tradion, that two people who learn Torah together, Hashem hears the learning and writes it down in the Sefer Zichronos. Az nidbru yirei Hashem ish el re'ehu. <clears throat> What's interesting is that later on in the same parak in Mishnah Yud, we find the same idea of the Shechina residing amongst two people learning as part of a longer list given by Rav Yosef and Chalapta. Ten people, five people, two people. And the question is why we have this Mishnah mentioned separately here. For most Kitzvayad, most of the early manuscripts, it's just about the two and not the number one mentioned at the end, parenthetically. I believe there are two points here in this Mishnah that are significant. The first is the one we're speaking about. It doesn't just talk about two people involved in Torah. It talks about two people, the Yesh Beinehem, the very Torah. Uh, Rav Chaim Velozhin in his Pirish Ruach Chaim emphasizes this point. It's about two people learning between themselves. It's about the ideal relationship. On the one hand, we fear people swallowing each other. On the other hand, the contrast is that ideally, people, when they meet, should learn with one another. The second point that's mentioned in this Mishnah, not later in the Perik, is also the flip side. When two people are together in their learning, God hears and writes it down in the Sefer HaZichon, or it's of such significance. When two people sit and they're not learning, it's a Moshe Blatzen. And obviously the question is, why is it so severe for two people to be with one another and not learning? So Rabbi Yonah explains that it's talking about where two people set time to be involved in meaninglessness. But it doesn't seem to be that from the Pashas of the Mishnah, explains the Rashbats, because it just says they're not learning Torah. It doesn't talk about them doing something negative. <coughs> What's wrong with two people being together without the intention to learn Torah? So some, for example, the Merkevis Mishnah explains, that inevitably, if they're not involved in something positive, they'll come to be involved in something negative. The Gemara in Avodah Zorah, that Yedchedem Advent, makes this point about people who get together for meaningless activities. It's a Moshev Leitzim, because they bring people, being something meaningless, brings people to worse things down the line. The Rambam famously writes about this in Hilchas Tumat Saras, where he talks about the ways of Leitzim, Perak Desayim, he talks about how first they start talking about meaninglessness, then they start speaking negative about leaders and eventually about God. And he contrasts this in the end, like the Mishnah here, that that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives them strength, and he quotes the Pasuk from this Mishnah. I think in light of this, we can understand Rav Yudanasi's juxtaposition to the first Mishnah. The first Mishnah of the Perak of Kavya ben Mahalal encourages us to think about the nature of our existence in order to avoid Avera. And the second Mishnah tells us it's not just enough to avoid Avera, we have to be involved in something positive. As the Rambam writes in Hilchas Yisurei Bia, 
spiritual vacuums are abhorred just as natural ones. If a person doesn't fill it, they're laid with Chachma, they end up filling it with other things. And I believe one can go a step further and say that it's not just because of what inevitably will happen. Already now, the fact that people are involved in meaninglessness and not something positive is already a problem. And you see this from the Pasuk that's quoted as the proof text here. Pasuk from the first parak in Tehillim, which says, V'moshev leitzim lo yashav, the Rishonim ask, how do you see from here that when you're not involved in something positive, it's considered a Moshev leitzim? The Rambam, Rabbi Yon, and the other Rishonim on the Mishnah explain that it's from the continuation of the first parak of Tehillim, where after it says, V'moshev leitzim lo yashav, it says, Ki im Hashem chefso. Either a person is involved in Torah or automatically what they're doing is considered a Moshev leitzim. The Chassidi Yadvitz from the Sfas explain compare it to a person who's given the opportunity to count out gold that he's allowed to keep. A person who doesn't take advantage of that opportunity obviously does not value the gold. A person who takes who values Torah is going to take advantage of the opportunity to speak in Torah with someone else. Goran Sanhedrin, Dafsadi Tedem Advet, explains that one example of Devar Hashem Baza, someone who's denigrating the Word of God, is someone who has the ability to learn Torah and does not take advantage of the opportunity. Or as the Mishnah says in the sixth parak of Avot, Mishnah Bet, every day Avatko comes out from Chorev and decries, people who have the opportunity to learn Torah and don't take advantage. And this is the what the Gemara says in Brachos Tafei, if a person is suffering and they can't figure out why, they should be told it in Bittal Torah, not taking advantage of our opportunities to, to learn. Or as the Tefillah, that Rabbi Chanunya ben Akani would say when he left the base Medrash, that we say as part of the Siyam, we thank Hashem for making us one of the Yoshve base Medrash and not Yoshve Kronos. Either we're involved in something meaningful or we're involved inevitably in things that are meaningless. And as we're seeing here, this should be part of how people get together with one another, the ideal relationship with one another. If we value Torah, it should be a central part of all of our friendship. Just one additional addendum here, which is, you see from here the importance of learning with others. The Gemara elaborates in many places the fact that the ideal learning is when people learn with one another and not alone. What Reb Shimon Melakish Nagmar and Shabbos Daf Samach Gimel calls Talmidei Chachamim who are Makshivim Zelazeh, Hakadosh Baruch who hears them as well. And if not, adds Reb Shimon Ben Lakish, they cause the Shechina to depart from the Jewish people. People learning alone is not only not the ideal; it's problematic. Whereas the Gemara in Tanis Daf Zayin says, just like fire uh, needs. Uh, more than one people to keep it, person to keep it going. Divrei Torah don't exist alone. In fact, I mean, are punished for the fact that they don't learn with one each, one another. Not only are they punished, but they end up becoming foolish, which is an even greater punishment. The wise man, the Chacham, as we know from the fourth parak, is the one who learns from others. And the ideal way of learning is when we're learning from and with others.